there. Christ for Youth International exists to grow youth in fellowship and in honor of our Lord, to be like well-nurtured plants and pillars to adorn, so we can reach out to our generation with the principles of Christ's leadership. Welcome to the Ahava Dansuman Podcast. We hope you are blessed as you listen to this message. Which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. Okay. Amen. When the Bible says we are his workman, see what Bible is saying that we are special people. You are priceless. You are not cheap. Hallelujah. So today I'm sharing on, on another identity, something that is closely linked to this. I'm sharing on holiness. Amen. Usually when you start talking about holiness, um, people be, become scared. Or people feel like, okay, I don't qualify for what he's about to share. But a lot of times, we get the concept of holiness wrong. Amen. So let's read 2 Timothy 1 verse 8 and 9. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Are you at 2 Timothy? Timothy 1 verse 8 who has saved us, verse 9 and called us with a holy calling Hmm. not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began the emphasis here is on verse 9 it says that who has saved us and called us with a holy calling Amen the Passion Translation says that he gave us resurrection life. That's verse 9. And drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. So, he gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we have done. But by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus even before time began. Amen. So our union with Christ, that's the born again experience. Just doesn't save us from our sin and from the power of the enemy. But God's plan does not end with the salvation but continues with the fact that he has called you with a holy calling. So God saved you and called you. He did not do one and leave the other. He saved you and also called you with a holy calling. Hallelujah. And everybody, is not a pastor who has been called with a holy calling. Once you are born again, it means that you've been saved and also you've been called with a holy calling. Let me read another verse which is popular. Um, 1 Peter 2 verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation. You've read this before, right? A, um, a royal priesthood, a holy nation his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So, a few things the Bible says that you're a chosen generation. Once you're born again, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, and you're also God's special people. And tonight, I'm, I'm dwelling on two things. The fact that we are a royal priesthood and also a holy nation because um, that's what holiness is about. Amen. 
The fact that we are God's people means that we are special people. Yeah. That alone, the fact that you are born again, is, it, it's, you, you are a special person because you are God's child. Hey. <laughs> you are God's child. That alone means you are a special person. And you need to live your life. Do you know many people identify as Christians, but they don't see themselves as special people? Listen, God the Father, the creator of this world, he is your father. The one who is your father is the creator of this world. Yeah, he owns everything. And he is your father. And that makes you a special person. The fact that he even gave his best gift to redeem you shows that you're a special person. God sent his only son to die on the cross to redeem you and I. So it shows that you are, you are, not, you are not just anybody. Bible says that we've been, we've been bought or we've been purchased. We've been redeemed not with corruptible things such as silver or gold. God did not use any cheap thing to redeem you. God sent his precious. In fact, he himself came. He died on the earth for you and I. What a marvelous thing. There's a book written by Rick Joyner. He speaks about when God walked the earth. He said it was a marvelous sight that God chose to come and walk on the earth he created to redeem man who had walked away from him. Yeah. You can imagine what it looked like when Jesus walked the earth because he came to the world. You see, the earth is just a, a little bit of God's creation. The earth is, is, when you look at everything God has created, it looks like the earth, when you compare to the, the rest of the world, the earth is so insignificant. So how much more you and I on this earth which looks insignificant to what God has created? So for God to decide, I'm come to walk on this earth to redeem you, that makes you a special person. So that's why the Bible says that you are a chosen generation. When you look through the Old Testament, in God's dealings with Israel, God chose Israel, not because Israel was in his, God just decided that Israel would be my people. And because God had decided that he would choose these people, everything about them was unique. Other nations were afraid of them because they were God's people. There were times where these people are going to war and other people here, no, let's not, before they even go for war, some people hear that these Israelites are moving towards where they are. They said, these people, we, we need to go and sign an agreement that they'll treat us fairly. Because they were afraid, because they knew who these people belonged to. That's why when God wanted, at a point, God wanted to clear the Israelites because of their disobedience. Moses went and reminded, he said, God, you, you, these are your people. What would they say that you brought your people out and you couldn't save them? Are you in the house at all? And in the New Testament, every born again person is a chosen person. It's, you are royalty. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are a priest unto God. Amen. You see, in the Old Testament, the priests were the special people because they had access to, they could go to God. The rest, the people, the priests mediated on behalf of God and the people. So, you couldn't just say that I want to give God something. I want to hear God. No, the priest will do that for you. So the priest went to God's presence to go and hear God for the people. But in the New Testament, when Jesus came to the cross, what happened? But that's why the, the, the veil in the in the in the in the in the, uh, the temple was torn. So that now it's not just the priest that could go to the presence of God. But everyone who is born again could now enter the presence of God. So in the New Testament, you don't need a mediator. You don't need me to talk to God. 
That's what Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16, that you should come boldly before the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. So now it's not your pastor going on your behalf. No. In fact, in fact, we are not just going somewhere to go and meet God's presence. So he lives right inside of you. Yeah. The fact that you are a carrier of God's presence. In the Old Testament, the priests have to go, they dress, they have to do things. Look, at a point when they have to even go into the Holy of Holies, they have to tie a rope around them. So that when they go there, just in case they did not conform to one of their regulations and God strikes them. Now, the issue will be who will bring them out. So they have to tie a rope around them so that when somebody, God strikes a priest dead, nobody will have to go there. They will just pull the rope out. Can you imagine how the presence of God looked so, I mean, it was a rare thing. It wasn't just for anybody. But guess what? In the New Testament, the Bible says that you and I, we are the temple of God. Yeah. Are you in the house? So you carry God's presence. The Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. How does Christ live inside of you? Because of his presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Bible says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God has decided to live within you. That makes you a special person. Are you now? So in the Old Testament, the priests were special because they could go to God, hear God. But in the New Testament, we are all priests unto God. We are all priests unto God. We are all priests unto God. Let's look at Revelation 1, verse 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests. He's not going to make us. He has already made us kings and priests. (laughs) Guess what? He has made us kings and priests to his God and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen so we are not just born again we are priests unto god so in the new testament all of us carry the presence of god you can always go to god every time you can speak to god so you're a priest and priests in the new testament old testament were very powerful people you can imagine what it means that you can go to god nobody had a right to hear god but only you you can hear god Hallelujah. Yeah. When you were in senior high school and there were some people had could go to the house master, you couldn't go. Yeah. In fact, you the house master was looking for you. <laughs> uh, and we saw some people are special people who could go to some of you, you never entered your staff common room. Three years and you finished your school. Because of your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So those people were just simple. Oh, you know how people in your school. They had special access to some teachers and some <laughs> are you in the house. Yeah. They could beg on behalf of the whole class. Yeah. Sometimes they come to lash everybody in the class then, or a group of people do something and they see that this one is, then the teacher will change their mind. Yeah. Because there was a special person. He had access to this teacher's heart. Are you in the house? Yeah. So the priest in the Old Testament played a huge and a special function. And you have to understand that now, than, now in the New Testament, we even have a more special function than the priest in the Old Testament. Yeah. Now. Yeah. They were priests because they were separated onto a special function. 
unto a special purpose. So a priest was known as a priest, not just because he was tall or he just came from a particular tribe. No, he was a priest in the Old Testament because he, he was separated. He was different from the rest of the people. So when Bible says that you and I, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, what it also means is that we've also been separated unto a special purpose. So we are not common. You see, when the priests in the Old Testament walked, they were no common people amongst the rest of them. So you and I too must live every day knowing that we are no common people. That is our identity. That we are special people. We are not just common. We are not just any... You see, the, the true Christian is not just anybody who is walking around. He says there's just something special about him. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So separated. Separated. So as priests, we are separated unto God. So, God has saved us, giving us a holy calling. A holy calling means as we are separated unto God. That's what Peter says in 1 Peter verse 15. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. So, when we talk about holiness, we are not just talking about a life of walking away from sin. We are talking about a life of being separated unto God's purpose. Do you get it? Yeah. So when you ask a believer, are you holy? The person wants to just take an inventory. When was the last time I fornicated? When was the last time I, I did something with a lady? When, that, it, it, it goes beyond that. When was the last time I told a lie? No. 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 When Bible says that, or maybe you overcame some temptation, it means that you are holy. No. God says that he's holy. It doesn't mean he has overcome a, a temptation. Or you don't get what I'm saying. When Bible says, I am holy, so for you also be holy. It doesn't mean God has overcome a temptation. You also, no, he's saying that I am separated. So you too be separated unto a purpose or a function. That's what it means. And this, this includes God's purpose of our identity. Being separated unto this identity of being God's righteousness. Living as the, those who are redeemed by God. Living as those who are purchased. Those who are living as God's workmanship. That is being separated unto God's purpose. So it starts from we living as who we truly are, our true identity, which translates into our ministry. Are, are you with me? Yeah, so you are separated. And you must live as a separated person. Amen? Why? Why am I talking about holiness? And why should, Because, you see, the priest was powerful because he was separated. So, holiness... Holiness made the priest powerful. So what am I saying? I'm saying that holiness is what gives us power as God's priest. Being separated. That, that, the, the priest's powerful position is holiness. Being separated unto God's purpose. So if you've, not, if you've not been here for all our meetings, you have to go back and listen to what we spoke about when we said that we are God's um, righteousness. We are his workmanship. What, what are the things? We are redeemed. You have to go there and then you know what our true identity is. Hmm. So that's where we receive our power from. The power of a Christian is when he lives his life separated unto God's purpose. That is when you see the power of a Christian. Not just something you declare, but when you live your life separated unto God's purpose. And when you look through the scriptures, you see so many things that Bible says we should, we, the Bible expects us to, for example, when you take the book of Ephesians, Ephesians has six chapters. The first three chapters actually tell us who we are in Christ Jesus. 
And the next three chapters tell us who we are, how we are supposed to live based on who we are in the first three chapters. So in the first three chapters, you see things like we are redeemed, we are purchased, you see things like we are his workmanship. Then when you come to the next three chapters, it will tell you that you should walk in love. <laughs> yeah. But it tells that we put on the whole armor of God. Praying with all kinds of prayers. It tells you about prayer. Why? Because of who you are, you are separated unto his purpose. Are you with me? Are you sure you are following? Yeah. So identity leads, leads us to live a particular way. And when you look through the scriptures, so as a believer, you can't stay without studying the word of God. Else you deny your office. You, you, you stop yourself from living as a priest God wants you to live as. That's why you must study. You must see what the Bible says about your identity and God's expectation of you because you are his identity. So that's where we derive our power from. So any believer who is seriously following the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, who lives inside of you, and the word of God, I can tell you, you live as a true priest unto God. Yeah. I told you this priesthood is not a priesthood of office. It's a priesthood of your life. Yes. And one of the things you see clearly is that one of the, your, your callings as a born again person is the life of intercession. A life of prayer. Look through the New Testament. Praying with all kinds of prayers, Bible says. Praying always. Yeah, that's why Paul will be writing. Say that ever since I heard of your faith and your love for the saints, I have never stopped thanking God and praying for you. Because he realized Paul knew that he was a priest. So his response was that he was supposed to. Hallelujah. So Paul knew that he was supposed to live his life in a special way because of who he was. Yeah. So, if you live as a priest, holiness, being separated unto that purpose, committing to who you are, I realize that there are some people who are Christian, they don't want to commit to Christianity. They just want to identify with the church, but they, they don't want to commit to this thing called Christianity. They, they, they feel like the Christianity is a, it's for a season. Though. So, they've put it somewhere, they'll, I'll come, it's like they've put it somewhere, they say, I'll come for it when I need it. Yeah, this Christianity thing, like when somebody is not feeling well in my family, then I'll come and pick it. And I'll use it. When my admission is delayed, then I'll come and pick it and I'll use it. When I'm looking for visa, I'll come and pick it and I use it. When I'm going to marry, I come and pick it and I use it. But you don't see that it's supposed to be something you do every day. Christianity, you see, that is why we say that Christianity is not a religion, it's a way of life. When Paul was going to persecute the church in Acts chapter 9, Bible says that he took letters, Acts 9, verse 2, and said that he was going to look for people who were of the way, capital W. Jesus said, I'm the way the truth. So he said that there were some people who their lives were so obvious that they were Christians that they can't deny it. Paul said, when I get there, I'll catch them. I'll see them studying the Bible. I'll see them preaching. I'll catch them. Because he knew that they were the people of the way. Their lives showed that they were true Christians. That's what the Bible says in Acts 11. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. If the word Christian there is actually a nickname that was given to the, the believers. If you check the New Testament, you see the word Christian about three times. Even that three, one is implied. Yeah. So the, the believers were first called Christians. They were actually, they, they were, the, the people were mocking them. The word Christians actually means little Christ or small, small Christ. So they looked at the disciples and said that these people look so much like, like Christ. Let's call them little Christ. Yeah. What we take upon ourselves and we don't live like Jesus. Yeah. That's how many people say you stand somewhere and say you're a Christian. People don't believe because they don't see your faith in your life. Are you in the house? Because you are not separated unto your call as a priest. You are not separated unto your holy calling. That's what it, look, you need to study the Bible. 
and live as a troop. That's, that's separate, live as a separated person. See, there's nothing wrong when you look different from the world. Bible says you are in the world, but you are not of the world. So it's, it is okay to look, look different from everybody. It's okay to be different from your friends. It's okay not to dress like every other person because you are chosen, you are holy, you are separated. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying. It's okay not to listen to some kinds of music. It's like, I mean, because of who you are, it is okay. Because of who you are, it is okay not to be in a, to, to, it's okay to be in a relationship and not be having sex. It is okay. It's a normal thing. Because that's what comes with your calling. <laughs> it is just okay. Tell anybody, it's just okay. It's just okay. It's just okay. It's just okay to be able to open your Bible at lunchtime at work and read. It is because that is your calling. It is okay. Yeah. It's just okay. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is okay to be, to be a preacher. It is okay for people to call you Krifi. It's true, you are separated. Yeah, it is okay. It's okay for them to say, this is the Christian sister. This sister is some way. See, if you are not willing to be, to be known as a some way person, they don't become a Christian. Yeah. Because we are truly different from the world. We are truly different. Hallelujah. It is okay not to be able to go for some parties. To dance to some song. It's just, don't, don't see it as, you are, not, you are not living as a good person. Look, no, you are, it is fine. That's your position as a priest that you are, you have, you've been called unto God's purpose. Separated unto God's purpose. Separated to bring glory to God. Separated to be a workman for Jesus. It is okay. That's your calling. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and when, when we live as separated, that's when we see the power of Christianity. Some of you are not enjoying your Christianity because you don't want to be separated unto this thing. You don't want to, to accept the holy calling. You don't want to accept the call that God has, between you and your friends, you are now different. Yes. That everybody's skirt is here, but your skirt is at a particular point. Yeah. It's okay that they call you Sister Mary because of your dressing. It's fine. It's just fine. Are you in the house? Yeah. So, okay, let me continue. <laughs> Amen. What happens when we don't live as separated people? One is that we give our lives to different things or other things. When we don't stand in our priestly calling, our calling of being separated, of being holy, we give ourselves to other things. The reason why some of us are here, we are so busy sinning and, and living for the devil. <laughs> hey, what a shock. Yeah, it's because we've, 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 you, you, are not, you are not living a separated life. Amen. Yeah. Do you know why you can in the night you, are, you can watch porn? Do you know why? It's because during the day you've not labored for Christ. So you have some energy. By the time you come and carry all these pallets. Look, as you are eating, cry, you are sleeping. Yeah. When you get home, as you are eating, you are sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Look, let me tell you. One of the way, one of God's wisdom to keep you from the world. And one of the things is that you have to be occupied with something in this world by all means. So God's wisdom is that be occupied with his work. Yeah, be occupied with his work. Yeah. I have some leaders here. They are virtu- Every day they are moving. Every day one branch, this branch, that branch. Every day. Yeah, it is, be, be, if you are not separated, onto, you'll be separated onto something else. Because you've been created to do something. You've been created to fulfill purpose. Whether it's God's purpose or some other kind of purpose, you have to make a decision. Hmm. 
Amen. The second thing that happens when we don't live holy lives or separated unto God is we fall into trouble frequently. Hmm. Some trouble that you fall into, it is because you are not living separated unto God. Yeah. Hey. When you don't live separate, if you don't live a life separated unto God, you live your life trying to please every kind of man. Yeah. That's why you go and borrow money. Yeah. Trying to meet up with a certain standard men have set for you. Yeah. Trying to also wear something. Also drive a car. Yeah. Yeah. If you are living as a separate, you you as at this you 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 don't want, you won't go and rent a car that you and your friends are going somewhere. Hey, SS student. You're, you're on vacation. You're on vacation. You've gone to rent a car. Where are you going to? You are going to visit another friend. It's, it's amazing. Look, it's not it's not wisdom to do something. If you don't work in God's wisdom, you'll be occupied with the things of this world. It's amazing how somebody can go in. Even me. Eh? I have some some of my boys are here, like some of my sons and daughters who have cars. You never see me say, Give me your car. No. No. Why should I come and take your car? There are times I have an issue with my car. One person says, use my car. I said, no. You go. We'll look for a way. Yeah. I'm telling you. If I want to move and I don't want to drive my car, I'll call the person. Bring your own car. Come and drive me so that we'll go. Yeah. So if you were to be in my position, you, every day you are, you are with a different car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This week you are using a four-wheel drive. The next two you are using a saloon car. Hey! Yeah. I'm telling you. It's not, it's not, it's not wisdom to, do, to go and borrow money. You have gone to rent a car. And by the time it's evening, the money is finished. Your, your, your moving around to is, is, is over. Yeah. Yeah. Live separated unto God's purpose. Get involved in ministry. This thing, you see. I have a friend. One of my very good friends. I, I, I played the basketball team with him when I was in Atimota school. He has a, um, he has drawn a certain graph where every he has calculated that if he should die maybe by 80 or something, the number of weeks that he has to go. And so every Monday he comes to take an X on the week. Yes. And when I looked at the thing, I said, hey, this guy, if he says he's 80, then a, a chunk of his life is gone. And that applies to most of us. By the time you see the, your life that is left, you won't be doing something. You live separated unto God. And you don't have forever to live for Jesus. You don't have forever to serve God. There's a joy of serving God while you are young. Yeah, don't go and come 60 years and say, I'm not come to serve the Lord. No, now is the time. Now is the time. There's a time that Christianity will not be a joyful thing for you. Yeah, I'm telling you. That's the time. time. You're not married. Young person, you can go now. You can preach now. You can, you can serve now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we live in serious we, we, we encounter several troubles because we are not living separated. Yeah, that's why it's some kind of relationships. Because you're not living a separated life unto God. Yeah. And today this one is breaking out. Tomorrow this one has scammed. This one has scammed. So the guy who comes in your life has to mend the broken heart and soon break what is, he has mended. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. The next thing you come and tell us is that, oh, this, this boyfriend, all men are the same. It is because you never lived a separated life. Yeah. 
All men are the same. All men are not the same. Yeah. yeah. Bible says we are cho- uh, the men. Are there men in this house? Or oh, you are part of those who are mending and breaking people's hands? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So live a life separated unto God. Eh? Live a life separated, dedicated to God. Dedicated to God. Because if you don't do that, you see the enemy will engage you. Yeah. You engage. Like that's why you are betting. Betting is is when you are free. Yeah, that's why you bet, but you are still poor. Are you with me? Some of you are here, are sitting and checking scores. Are you with me? <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah. And be, be, you see, when the time you leave out purpose, what happens is that you you walk away from distraction. Anytime you, you, are, you are living out purpose, what happens is that you are walking away from that which has the potential to destroy you. Some of you, that which has the potential to destroy is all around you because you are not living out purpose. Purpose. A separated call. A holy call. A life dedicated to God. Taking this Christianity serious. Committing to it. Yes, that's a, a life separated unto God. Rise to you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. You know, listening to a message once is never enough. Stay connected for more and follow us on Instagram at ahava underscore dancewoman to get in touch. Remember, you are loved. Stay blessed.